Hey everybody, welcome to Simply Holy, a practical guide for making your holidays holy days. And we are actually 67 days away from 2018 and I am so excited that you decided to go on this journey with me. It's basically just a journey to try to do our holidays differently than probably most of us are used to and that is just to draw near to God during this time. And um, you know, this is my third attempt to uh, to try to do my holiday differently, and I'm excited about what God has planned for me and for you. Um, you know, I don't know, some of you may have done this before, and some of you may be brand new. I know that all of us are in different places going into this time of year. Um, you could be at a place where you really need this chance, you need this time to be a restart for you. You know that you've drifted away, you've drifted away in your relationship with God, you've gotten into your own devices, you're doing things your own way, and you really need to this, this to be a hard reset for you. And amen, welcome to the process. I'm glad you're here. There's those of us who have been actually having a, making a lot of progress this year, and you just don't want to go backwards, and you don't want this time to be a time of drifting away from God. You want it to be a time of deepening your relationship with God and I do think that this is the most important thing for all of us to remember is that this the point of this whole season is to draw near to God it's to get closer to God um, later on in the season when it turns into Advent it is a chance for us to um, to live in anticipation of of Christ's return which I can't wait for that season that's kind of exciting but for now it's just important for us to remember, even though I talk a lot about smashing idols and getting rid of all those things in your life, that is true, but that's not the goal. The goal is to have an unhindered relationship with God, to um, become more holy and more pure, and to let God use us in ways that um, that He hasn't been able to because we cling to these idols and we, and we allow ourselves to drift into our own devices. So, this is a time for drawing near to God. Wherever you're coming from, whether you're coming from, well, I have been doing actually uh, made, made a lot of progress and I don't want to go backwards, or I need this to be a clear restart for myself, or perhaps you're just thinking, what is the big deal about um, holidays? I've always liked them. I, um, what, what is she talking about? Welcome. <laughs> if you're here, welcome. I'm just glad that you're going to try and go on this journey with me. Um, it definitely is not going to be a how-to thing. It's definitely a spirit-led thing. So where do you, what do you need to do right now? So it's 67 days away. You know, I would just say what I'm going to do right now is I need to get along with God. And uh, for me personally, um, I feel like there's a lot of voices competing for my attention and I have a lot of static going on in my brain. And so um, when that happens, I actually usually just need to declare a fast. And um, I do have a sordid, uh, strange relationship with food. I would say I'd come from, maybe you would call that an eating disorder. Maybe I just call it idolatry. I have always turned to food for comfort and uh, things that it wasn't intended to bring. Um, and so fasting can be a trigger for me like oh no I don't want to fast and I know many of you have that like I don't want to fast it's too hard or whatever it's it's going to trigger all the stuff in me and that is true but there's also a part of fasting that is like it, it is a spiritual discipline that was modeled by Jesus and all of the great spiritual people who've gone before us so it is something that we need to learn how to do um, for the right reasons and in a spiritual way I know for me there is no better way for me to clear all those voices out of my head than to fast. And so that's what I'm doing right now is basically just 
fasting and letting God speak to me, it keeps me from going to my own devices and it helps me to hear God's voice clearly. I do, I do recommend that if you are not clear about what God wants you to do, maybe he wants you to start with a fast. Just one day saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to eat today. I'm just going to be um, eating the word of God. I'm going to be feasting on the word. I'm going to be reading and praying and trying to hear God's voice clearly. Okay, having said that, um, what we're listening for is how does God want me to live these next few weeks of my life? That's it. This is very simple. God, how do you want me to live this next few weeks of my life? What, what, what would cause me to be able to draw close to you? And he's going to tell you what that is. And for some of us, it's going to be giving up something, um, sacrificing something. Um, and there, that is a great spiritual discipline. That is something that will help you to draw near to God. For others of us, it's going to be adding things in um, or replacing things. Uh, so here's some, just a little, some explanation for that. Some of us want to be giving up something for the next seven days. Maybe you want to give up, I mean, for the next 67 days. Maybe you want to be giving up caffeine. You want to be giving up sugar. You want to be giving up um, a little bit of sleep. You want to get up earlier. Um, you want to be giving up, maybe you're saying for the next 70 days, uh, I'm going to give my my break at work, you know, my morning break, instead of doing what I normally do, I'm going to go on a prayer walk and I'm going to talk to God, or I'm going to reach out to people during that time. I'm going to sacrifice that me time and I'm going to just go fishing. I'm going to go reach out to people. I'm going to share my faith, or I'm going to read my Bible during that time, or I'm going to pray on my knees during that time, or um, maybe you want to include your family in, um, in what you're doing. You're all giving up something. We're going to give up this for the next 70 days or whatever. Um, maybe it's that you want to uh, give up a certain luxury that you have, a, a social media fast, a, um, maybe you want to give up Netflix for the next few weeks, maybe you want to give up something that, some luxury that you have for yourself, a Starbucks run, a whatever. Um, and that would be in the form of a sacrifice. Others of us, we need to just trade in some practices or or adopt a new practice for these next few weeks. Um, I just, I've spoken of this often. That you want to just maybe you want to just say, I'm going to start every day on my knees. I'm going to pray on my knees every single morning. Maybe you want to say, I'm going to um, go on a prayer walk every single night before I eat dinner. I'm going to refocus myself. Uh, maybe you want to. Um, pray the offices. I've talked about this before. This is the, the practice of the monks was to pray the offices. That means I'm going to pray at 6, 9, 12, 3, 6, 9, and they would even, some get up and do it at midnight again. That comes from the, you know, where it says in the Bible, seven times I prayed. You know, I think that was probably talking about the, the, the idea of have the number of completion, like the completion. Uh, I, I pray all the time. The, the perfection, I pray all the time. You know, uh, praying without ceasing, but they had these specific times during their day where they're like, this is set aside, we're going to read a psalm and we're going to pray. Maybe you want to do that for these next few days. Maybe we we'll just do that one time. Maybe we say three o'clock every single day, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to set my time, I'm going to set an alarm on my phone or whatever. You know, you're adding in something or you're replacing some old practice with a new practice just for the spiritual discipline of it to say, I want to draw near to God during this time. Whatever it is, this is sort of a vow or a sacrifice that you're making to God. It reminds me of Jonah, you know, when he was, um, <laughs> he had gone after his own way, right? God had called him to do something and he was like, I don't want to. And he had a bad attitude and he ran away. Uh, this is 
Actually, to tell you the truth, Jonah is a character from the Bible I relate to very, very much. It was how I lived the first, I don't know, I want to say 20 years of my of my discipleship. You know, after getting baptized, I think I spent way more time uh, trying to run away from God than doing what he asked to begin with. Um, so I relate to him. I relate to him less and less as time. I'm, I feel like as I'm, I'm changing and growing, it, I don't relate to him as much. But uh, for a while there, he was, you know, sort of my favorite character in the Bible. But he, um, he had run away from God. And so, of course, he was reaping the consequences of that and got swallowed by a fish. And he was having to stew in there and think about what he had done. And think about, you know, I think I chose the wrong path. And he was coming to his senses. Now, for some of us, we come to our senses through a little less circumstantial um, pain. But others of us, we need that much pain because we're just hard way learners. But as he was coming to his senses, he started praying this prayer to God, realizing, hey, God, I think I was wrong and I think you're right. And in the middle of this prayer, he says one of my favorite quotes in the Bible, and I know you know what it is, but in verse in, in chapter 2, verse 8, he says, Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. And he realizes, you know, I was trying so hard to do it my way, and I was clinging to all these things I thought were going to make me feel better, and they don't, and I keep doing them. What am I doing? And he goes, I'm forfeiting this grace that comes from God. And I love this scripture, first of all, because it just... I feel like sometimes people can act like grace is a New Testament concept. No, grace is a God concept. Grace, God has always been full of grace. It's been, he's been full of grace from the garden. He's full of grace. Uh, he didn't kill Adam and Eve. He gave them a life. Yes, there were curses that were involved. There were consequences that were involved. But the fact that, he, that they were alive, that's a blessing. You woke up today, that's a blessing. That's God's grace. And, it's, and when we turn to God... Um, it's showers of blessings on us. So anyway, he comes to his senses and he says, I'm not going to forfeit this grace. I'm going to go walk toward the grace. And he says, but with a song of thanksgiving, I, it says, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. I will sacrifice to you. I want to sacrifice. I'm grateful to get to do so. I want to give something up for God. I don't want to always be thinking, what am I going to get this season? What am I going to get? You know, I want to get away from that altogether. Less me, more God. What do I, I want to sacrifice something to God. I'm looking forward to it. I want to. Um, what I have vowed, I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. You know, my, the grace, the salvation, it comes from God and I'm going to um, make good on what I have vowed to him. Whatever you vow to him, if you say, I am not going to yell for the next 67 days, I'm just not going to yell. And those of you that don't struggle with that are like, what's the big deal about that? <laughs> um, for my people, we know that that's a pretty big commitment that we're making to say, I'm, I will not yell. I don't care what happens. Whatever happens, I'm not going to try to manipulate people through my anger. Um, I will not this, I will not that for all of these days. And each day, you make yourself a spirit calendar. You say, you make a calendar, or maybe you just use the calendar that's in your kitchen. And each day, you go, I have one goal. That is, I'm not going to yell. That's my goal. And uh, it, when I achieve that, I'm going to mark that day off. 
and it's just going to be these X's. It's a spirit calendar. I relied on the spirit instead of myself. I didn't turn to my own devices. I didn't, um, I ate within the boundaries of hunger and fullness. Maybe that's your goal. Um, did you, did you know that that's enough, by the way, I just, just a little ditty, um, that obedience is, is enough for God. You know, we don't, uh, it's radical enough. Sometimes we'd like to, I'm going to be radical. I'm going to be so radical. And those of us that are, tend, we tend towards the radical side or we tend towards the, the more passionate side, you know. And so that we make these huge things um, that we're going to do. And, you know, truly obedience is enough. It's radical enough. In, a, in an unholy world, holiness, going after holiness is enough. So I just wanted to put that little ditty out there for you. Um, you know, Make yourself a calendar, and then at the top of that, write write your verse that is going to inspire you. Um, write, you know, decide. God's going to give you a voice. He's going to give you a verse. He's going to give you a word. Maybe it's just a word. He's going to give you something that will be your guiding light through this. You know, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And God's going to give you a word that is your lamp or light during this time. For me, it's Second Corinthians five. And it's one little sentence. It's actually not even a whole sentence. But in verse 9 it says, So we make it our goal to please Him. That's my, that's my phrase. And it's, I'm going to make it my goal to please Him. That's my goal. My goal is not to be perfect. My goal is not to, I'm going to have 70 days of this. My goal is to, to please Him. And you know, in the context, that it, it, it's talking about how... Uh, you know, I would rather actually go and be with God because it seems better. Um, but whether I'm with God or whether I'm staying in this body, either place, my whole goal is going to be to please Him. So I figure that's a good goal for me to have right now. So that's my guiding scripture is making, I make it my goal to please Him. I'm going to make it my goal to please Him. And that I want to keep that in mind as I'm fulfilling my vow, as I'm marking down my spirit calendar, I want my whole goal to be to please him, not to, um, not to accomplish something for myself or to do something really well. Um, I think something else that will help you during this time is uh, something that God has been leading me to is this concept of so, th so that. Um, and it's there's so many times in the Bible where it says so that, and I've been every time I stumble across one, I underline those two words so that. And um, I've been studying Hebrews lately. Uh, I've been, I've been re writing out Hebrews. And one way, one way that I study the Bible, and this might be helpful to you, is that I just decide I'm going to go through a book of the Bible and I'm going to rewrite it. I'm going to write it. Because somehow as you are writing down, I'm just copying it like a scribe, I guess. I'm copying it. And as I'm writing it out, it makes me go slow enough to actually conceptualize what I'm reading. This is actually a practice of how people were educated for years and years and years, is that they would just have to write out the lesson, and there's something that happens in there. If you don't allow yourself to wander, you can get something out of it. So anyway, I've been doing that with Hebrews. That was a tangent. But I've been underlining every time it says so that. And so these are two that I've come to so far, and in Hebrews 2 it says, We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. And that, that phrase, so that, shows me, you know, there's a reason for doing whatever it says. 
And if I work this scripture backwards, it says, so that we do not drift away. You know, one of my original intention was simply holy was so that I would not drift away. I was afraid of drifting away. I was afraid that even though I had been doing well or making progress, I was going to lose that somehow. Now this goes back to, I think I'm just that kind of person. When, when I first became a Christian, I thought I was, I, I was a, terrified that it was just a phase because <laughs> I had never done anything for a long period of time in my life. I was sore. I was just, I, I could start things, but I couldn't finish them. I didn't have a character. I didn't, I couldn't finish what I started. And so I was so afraid I was just in a phase. I'd gone through so many phases in my life. I, I will get into something for a while and then it, it goes away. And I thought, man, I, I had actually stumbled onto the greatest treasure of my life and all the answers to life. And I was just like, I'm going to lose it. I'm in phase. So I think I'm that kind of person. I'm always afraid of losing something that I've gained. But um, I, I think that this is a general principle at, for being a Christian. We need to always sort of be afraid that we're going to drift away. And uh, we want to guard against that. It says, so that we don't drift away. And, and that's sort of insinuating that it would be a normal practice to drift away, that you start off really strong and then you drift. We all know that this is true. Unless you has chart a course, unless a ship charts a course and it stays to it, if it turns off the engine, it's just going to it's gonna drift away. And so this is going to keep me from drifting away. Okay, what is it? Now I'm going to go back to the beginning of the scripture. What is it that says going to keep me from drifting away? And that is to be very careful, to have careful attention, to pay careful attention to what I have heard. And it reminds me of the um, something that Gwen says. Uh, and she says, you know, repentance um, requires concentration. And I always want repentance to be kind of easy. And that it would just come naturally. I just want it to come naturally. I want it to be the way I am and change my DNA. And, uh, you know, it's not going to come without being very careful. It takes concentration. So I have to change the rest of my life. If I want to change something, then I have to change the rest of my life to be able to concentrate on that one thing. So it's going to take careful attention. And then the other one that I um, underlined, so that was in Chapter 2. Oh. I hope I'm going to be able to find the other one that I underlined. I don't know that I'm going to be able to. I don't know that I can. Oh, maybe it was back in 2 Corinthians. It's okay. If I can't find it today, I'll, I'll hit it next time. But in 2 Corinthians, maybe it's going to say it so that I can't remember. Well, I'll have to find it for the next time. But so that we won't drift away. It's okay if you have that fear that you're going to drift away. Um because God has already provided for that so that you won't drift away. Okay, this is going to be funny. If I can find the next so that, I'm going to give it to you next time. <laughs> but I think this is enough for now anyway. We want to take the time over the next couple of days and to figure out what God wants you to do. When you have that, when you figure out what that is, that thing, um, you know, you can keep it to yourself if you'd like. If you want it to be personal and private and you're just going to keep it to yourself, you can but I will say that if it's something that you can share, you want to share it. You want to make it public. You want to at least share it with your small group. You can share it with your small group. For those of you that are really brave, you can post it on um, Simply Holy Living and post it and say, this is what I'm committing to God because it will inspire other people. Other people will get ideas by what they hear and they'll they'll not only be able to pray for you and whenever they see you, you'll be like, oh, how's it going? You know, be able to help you. Um, 
it will help you with your pride because sometimes we don't want to put things out there because we don't want to we don't want to be embarrassed because we fail. Um, but it will. Uh, but let's think about what it would do for other people to be able to post it and let other people know I'm committing this to God for the next 70 days. And the last only caution I would give with this is that some of us bite off a lot. You know, I'm going to do these three things. I'm going to do these four things. I'm going to, um, maybe, maybe it's just one thing. Just saying, maybe it's just one thing. I'm not sure, but um, whatever God says, um, if He, if He gives you something. Share that, share that word with other people so that maybe it can inspire them on their journey over these next 67 days as well. Okay, I hope this helps you get started. Until next time.